Welcome into episode 37 of the Jam Podcast. We have a pretty good episode, I think, for this one because it's going to link to two episodes ago. Yeah. So two episodes ago, we did Take Yourself Seriously. And, of course, we like our content. I thought it was a good episode. I uh, thought it was great. We, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. <laughs> but we have a flip side to that. Go ahead and introduce it. Yeah, so we're titling this episode Get Over Yourself. And it is the flip side of Take Yourself Seriously because in that episode, if you didn't watch it, I'd encourage you to go back. I'd, I'd you know. Pat ourselves on the back. Thought yeah. it was pretty good. Uh, we <laughs> talked about how, you know, the just goofy, immature, like not real serious guy is not the best type of guy to be. And godly only men need to take themselves seriously. We're talking this episode with the idea of get over yourself. There are a lot of character traits that some guys can have that are not good ones in mm. the sense that they just think about themselves too much. They play certain cards that we'll get to, not literal cards, but like personality cards yeah. that we'll get to here in a bit. We've got kind of three of them actually that we're going to hit. But as we get this one started, there is we want to acknowledge there is a fine line here that we have to. There's a balance that has to be yeah. struck, and it can be very difficult because you might be listening to us going, "Man, you guys sure are sounding kind of contradictory." You're telling us to take ourselves seriously, but then also to get over ourselves. We talked about you need to have confidence, but you also need to not not be arrogant, and yeah. it might be sounding like mixed messages. We believe it's not. We believe that there is kind of a thin margin that is very right. t- you can very easily swing either direction, but there is a line down the middle because. The balance of self is what we're putting. Like there, there's a balance here that has to be hit. We don't want to be lovers of ourselves. That's anti-biblical. Second Timothy three verse two talks about men will be lovers of themselves. That is not a good thing. We don't want to be in the position of, um, you know, being called lovers of self. Like the, that's our number one goal. Right. Um, we also don't want to be known as selfish. Anytime, I mean, all of us have been around people who you can look at them and go, yeah, that's a selfish person. Right. That's a very right. selfishly driven person. Indulgent. Yeah. On the other hand, we've talked about we believe young men should be confident. We don't think that that's a, you know, a negative connotation like so many people do. We think young men should be confident. We also talked that young men should take themselves seriously and that we need to know our worth, that we need to believe in ourselves. And so it can seem like those are contradictory, but we don't believe they are. We believe that there is a balance that can be struck if you don't swing to one side or the other. Well, yeah, because if you flesh out both sides, that helps you find the middle. Yes. Part of our problem in our culture is we flesh out one side and demonize the one side. So people swing the pendulum to the other side. Way too far. And what we're trying to do is just look at both sides of it. Like, right. this is wrong, this is wrong, and we want to come to the middle of it so that we're not swinging the side from, you know, taking yourself seriously to the taking yourself too seriously or whatever it is. To and, give an example of what you're talking about, because they, they our society kind of demonizes confident guys, yeah. they look at somebody like Andrew Tate, who's super-duper confident right. too far, and says, that's really bad. You need to swing all the way over to the guy who is not even humble like he, he's constantly putting himself yeah, exactly you know, self-deprecating he's a 24 doormat for people to walk all over yep. that's not good either right. that's the other side that we're also trying to avoid which is why you need to have confidence that's just to illustrate yeah how because people get uncomfortable with either side of it and we're saying we want to be closer toward the middle in these things and, and not swing to the andrew tate but also not be a, a doormat so with that we want to get into that first what are we calling I said exactly? card yeah. that people play. That's not go. what first I had card. on That's all right. First cards people play. I think that's good. That, that works. Um, the first one is this victim mentality. Yeah. As we're talking about get over yourself, right? This victim mentality. Like everybody's always out to get me. I think that's that has permeated our culture more than we'd like yeah. to like more than we like to think, I think. Well, your brother Jack always makes a good always shout out Jack if, if, if you're watching. He always makes the point about critical theory kind of yeah. being the driving force in a lot of our culture. And a lot of young guys might not know what critical theory is. Basically it's the idea that the worse or the the more of a victim you are, yeah. the higher up the totem pole you are. Intersectionality, right? Yeah, the higher up there. the pyramid you are. If you are, you know, intersectionality is 
well, if you're gay, that's one minority. But if you're a gay woman, that's another that's another layer. That's if right. you're a gay black woman, that's a that's if a third layer. If you're disabled gay black woman. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, how much of a victim can I be? And that has permeated a little bit. But what we really wanted to talk about is guys that, let's say they're not great at something. Maybe yeah. they struggle with something. Instead of kind of owning it and saying, you know what? I'm going to get better at it. I'm going to work harder next time. It's... Man, I just have really bad luck. You right. know, I just, man, every, like you said, everybody's always out to get me. I mean, you know, that part, just make, it's just excuse making yep. kind of. And man, that's not a good card to play. That is a, that is a selfish card to play of being the, constantly being the victim and constantly, because with that comes kind of a cry for attention of like, right. I'm the victim, you know, everybody look at me and how, how downtrodden I am. And again, how much bad luck I have. Get over yourself. That's why we wanted to talk about it first. It's so unbecoming of a godly young man. Yes. And and man being the operative word there, that's a kid thing to do, right? Not taking ownership, not not owning this, um, always looking at, well, like you said, I just got the worst luck or whatever else. To me, and, and as you put on the outline, I think this is a great point. It's a breeding ground for laziness yep. and for a lack of work ethic. Is that uh, things just don't go my way. And instead of... <laughs> You know what? Because things have not really gone my way recently, either A, let me back up and see if I'm part of the problem, if I'm the common denominator, but B, even if I'm not, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe we could reframe this thing that's going against me into, I'm going to have to work a little harder. And when I work a little harder, I'm going to be ahead of the next guy who had it come easy to him. So we start looking at it as, instead of a victim, as I could use this for my own benefit and be stronger than the next guy because of it. He didn't have those challenges. I did. And wow, I'm really blessed to have those challenges because I now know something that the average guy doesn't. Let's talk about this in practical terms. You get a bad grade on a test. Man, my teacher just has it out for me. That's right. My teacher's yeah. just picking on me. You, you, your friend gets the promotion instead of you at your job. Man, the boss just must like him better. You right. know, the, I just get the short end of the stick on the sports team, right? Maybe you lose your starting spot instead of thinking, maybe I need to get better. It's, man, this nepotism over here. You know, the exactly. fact that it's it, just because he has, you know, distant buddies with the coaches yeah. or something like exactly. that. It's like, okay, maybe, maybe some of that is the case in some instances. Could be. Don't play the victim card. It, it's like you said, it's just very unbecoming. But those are the type of examples that you see, to, yep. uh, type of instances, I guess, real life practical things where you can play the victim, don't play the victim. At some point, like you said, you have to own it. Yep. You, you just have to own it. You have to recognize maybe life hasn't gone my way. I'm not the victim of bad circumstances. Maybe, again, as you said, maybe legitimately you are. Maybe that actually happened. It's the mindset that's out to to look for the excuse, that's looking for the way to be a victim of like, even if it did happen, those that go furthest in life or those that embrace it go, that did happen, that's not ideal, but I'm going to own that's this and I'm going to become point. better. Look at the greatest athletes. Look at the greatest, the most successful people in the world. Look at the people that you look at and go, man, they they really have it going on. You think they're playing victim cards? You that's think exactly they have the venta mentality? Of course You not. don't think they got cut from the, you know, from the JV squad and right. then they go, all right, well, everybody else is toast right. because I'm going to come back way and better than everybody the, else. And that's the, I'm not any Michael Jordan fan at all. That's the, It's kind of a, one of those myth, mythological things about, oh, he got cut from his basketball. No, he didn't get cut. He just didn't make the team. A right. little bit of difference there. But that, that does come to this that point. point. He didn't make the team. Well, I, I'm just going to give up basketball because it's just not right. No, he, he kept trying. He kept going. Right? He yeah. kept going. He, he allowed that. Instead of being the victim, he allowed it to define him in a really good way in saying, I'm going to be the type that strives a little bit harder, strive for greatness. That's, yep. that's the key. Get us to number two. Yeah, so this one... It's very interesting to me, and I'm really glad we're going to get into the discussion because everybody knows what the victim mentality is. The second kind of card, I guess, that, that guys can play and that they need to kind of get over themselves with 
is leaning into bad character traits, leaning into weirdness. And I'm going to talk about something that I, I completely made this up. Maybe this is somewhere. I think there's a really good. Maybe this, this is, is something online, and it sounds like I stole it. I promise I didn't. I was making this brilliant. outline with my wife beside me, and I came up with it myself. I'm calling it unattainable image syndrome. Mm. Every for most guys, there is an image that that is just kind of the the premier ultimate guy that guys look at and go, yep. man, that's that's the A plus type A guy. He's tall. He's very good looking. He's athletic. He's shredded, right? He's, yep. he's he's muscular. He's fit. He's good with the ladies. He's he's academic. I mean, you all know. Like picture yeah. picture in your mind if you're watching or listening to this, the the premier guy. Unattainable image syndrome is a guy who looks at that you know kind of fictional image and goes, I can never be anywhere close to that. So let me run as far in the other direction as I possibly can. Yeah. Let me be as weird as I can. Let me be as unathletic as I can. Let me. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they look at that image and go, and I'm not saying that's the image we only need to strive for at all. I'm just saying if we're all honest with ourselves as guys, that's the one we look at and go, that's a really good looking guy type of thing. Unattainable image syndrome is when guys, again, lean into their weirdness, lean yeah. into the bad character traits, lean into being overweight, lean yep. into this stuff as opposed to, I may never look like that. But sure, let me give it a try. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how would you do? How would you? What would you add to this? Yeah, I mean, I think it's we're gonna get into a little more on the self esteem piece, but I do think there's an aspect of it kind of being a low self esteem and owning. We talked about owning in the last one, but like owning your low self esteem. Yeah, like you said, the things that I'm insecure about. Well, I'm just gonna run into, or we'll get into insecurity in a second. But like the revel things in it, that kind of. yes, I'm gonna revel in these bad traits. I'm gonna revel almost in my laziness because ah. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't want it anyway. You kind of convinced yourself. <laughs> I, I didn't really want that anyway. Right. Like, no, that that wasn't me. And I've just never been that guy. Like, please. We all were at one point. We all wanted to be Tom Brady or whatever it is. Who's Who's got, of course, he doesn't Mr. have a supermodel GQ, wife. Yeah. yeah, supermodel wife now. But, uh, you know, we, you all want that guy. But then we convince ourselves we don't. And really, it is kind of this like revisionist history where we convince ourselves that's not the case. Yep. And as you have it, we lean into those bad character traits. So the you know the overweight, not athletic, um, not academic. Well, take each one of those. It's the guy who who is overweight and he could exercise, he could eat better, you know, to try to get closer to the you know image or whatever. But instead, goes, I can never get that. Let me just eat another case of brownies. You that's know, right. like and the unathletic guy. And of course, people are blessed with different gifts, but like. I'm going to lean into how unathletic I am and make jokes about it and all this stuff. And I don't know. There's just a lot of it. The same thing with not being academically smart, like making jokes about how dumb you are or talking about how you don't read and all this stuff. And it's like, don't lean into that. Yeah, exactly. Because that is a very – that's an attention-seeking thing in my opinion. And that's why we're tying it into this get-over-yourself thing is if you're constantly making a big deal about how unathletic you are and how bad you are at X, Y, and Z and not very smart and all this stuff, you're, you're trying to seek attention. It's just a much more subtle way of trying exactly. to seek attention. Exactly. You know, talking about your C and D grades as though that's a, a badge of honor. You know, huh, you know, I barely squeaked by on that one. That's not a good thing. That, that's not right. a positive thing. But if you can't pull the A's in the class, then yeah, that's that seems to be the next recourse is let's just swing in the opposite direction and that'll help me feel better about the fact that I didn't get the A. It's okay to just feel bad that we didn't get the A. It's okay to feel bad that yeah. we're not that, you know, that guy. Let it drive you to say, I really don't like the feeling of not getting the A. I don't like having D's in this class. Like I, I shouldn't have a D. I should have worked a lot harder for this. Next time you will. I don't like the fact that I am overweight and I'm looking at the skinny guy and I can either embrace my overweightness or I can look at it and go, Maybe I'll never hit his, but I can be a little bit better myself. Yep. And so we use it as motivation. This is a tough one for people because yep. it does force you to sit in your emotion a little bit and to sit in your, 
almost shame, right? Yeah. The guilt and the shame to sit in that for a second and let that motivate you. And instead of motivating us, again, like you said, we just kind of lean into the things that are unmotivating. That's that's a great point. It's not a matter of you look at and you brought up Tom Brady. We'll use him. Like sure. I, I don't think he's missed. You know, he he's got his own problems. But you look at a <laughs> yeah. guy that looks like him. It's not a matter of looking at him and going, I can be like that because you probably can't. Doesn't mean you can't be better. Doesn't mean you can't aim for right. that. This is going to be a kind of weird way to link it, but like. It's the same thing in our Christianity in the sense that if you look at Christ as this unattainable image that you can, you know, because we're supposed to be Christ-like, well, I can never be like Christ, so I guess I'll just kind of revel in my brokenness. Yeah. No, that's a terrible That's right. a terrible way to approach it. We aim for Christ. That's a great point. Are we ever going to be Christ? No. Are we ever going to be sinless and perfect? No. That doesn't mean we say we throw our throw our hands up and throw in the towel and say, well, not even going to try anymore. Of course not. Right. That's So this unattainable image syndrome don't have that in life with you know wanting to be the macho guy, but also don't have it in your Christian looking at yeah. Christ going, never be That's that, a great so point. let me just not even try. And to wrap it up before we get into the next point, we see this on Instagram. You know, you'll you'll see this. I'm not even on Instagram, but I still know it's on Instagram and on a lot of social media. You're always looking at the guy that's like claiming to be the best. And this is so prevalent where you're going, I got to be the best at something. I need to just be, that needs to be my identity. That needs to be my image. I got to be the best at this. And when we realize we're not, it's like, and you actually hear this with athletes that um, participate in the Olympics. You go from like a a Michael Phelps being best in the world, like Mm -hmm. greatest swimmer ever, maybe. And, you know, after he wins all that, it's like, what is my life? Because I'm no longer the best. I'm no longer attaining it. And he's got to kind of understand now he's he's won all his gold, so it's a different. We're talking a different thing, but at the same time, we can look at all these people on social media, compare ourselves to that, and feel like we have to be the best at something. You yeah. don't have to be the best at anything in life. I think you should be striving for it. I that's, think you should. That's my point. That's yeah. the point that you're making is we ought to be trying to be the best in that. But when we look at the best, go, I'll never get there. I'll never have the most money. I'll never be the best looking. I'll never do this. You're immediately working from a deficit. You're immediately working from all the things that you're not or that you can't be. Of course, you're going to be a loser in life because yep. all you're talking about all the things you can't do instead of, I really think I could attain this. I think that if I lost some weight and, you know, if I took care of myself and, and eat a bowl and of ice cream every exactly, night, right. <laughs> got some, got some nice clothes, got a nice haircut. I really think I could do pretty well for myself. It's about the striving for greatness and not getting bogged down and looking at all these figures on social media going, wow, they're great and his life's amazing and he's traveling all the time and he's super buff and he's super rich and wh- who are you? And, and what are you about? I don't care about anybody else on social media. We've said this before. We said in the last episode, get off social media. Yeah. If you find yourself comparing and leaning into your bad character traits because the pressure on social media to conform and to be better is too much, get off of it and decide who you want to be, not yeah. who everybody else wants you to be or what you're going to be in response to them. That's a great point. So I want to bring up something here that actually I was going to just solely put into the next point, but I looked at the definition for it. I asked Joe before this if he'd ever heard of a pick-me boy. Pick me guy. Yeah, I don't think I had. I don't. So it's it's kind of a newer term. It's kind of you know newer in the culture, and I'm gonna read the definition because it ties perfectly into this point. But we're gonna talk a little bit more about it in the next point as far as the next card that people play. But the definition of a pick me boy, just the first thing I saw on Google, is a man who claims or acts as if he is unlike most other men in order to gain attention from women. That ties into exactly mm-hmm. what we're saying of like. I'm not the GQ model, good-looking right. guy who's got his life together, so let me run the other direction. And it's still trying to seek attention. It's still yep. a selfish thing. It's And that's why we're talking about this idea of get over yourself. But let me go ahead and link it into the next point, and that is insecurity. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about the victim mentality. that You need to get over yourself with that. We talked about leaning into bad character traits and, and kind of leaning into the weirdness and you need to get over yourself there too. 
Insecurity is interesting. We're going to talk about in a second, is insecurity wrong? we got some questions we want, to, we want to address here. But to relate it to the pick-me-boy thing, yeah. the pick-me-guy thing, as far as this is the guy who says to girls stuff like, I just don't know why you talk to me. You know, I'm just so weird. Right. I don't know why you talk. I don't look near as good as X, Y. To where the girl is constantly having to say, no, no, you're really not that to bad. Pick you up, yeah. No, you're really, you're actually attractive. You know, it's it's the, it's compliment fishing. Yep. It, you can even do it with guys too. Joe, if I was, you know, said nonstop to you, Joe, I don't know why you hang out with me. I'm just a loser. And you felt like you constantly had to be, no, dude, you're not a loser. We wouldn't be hanging out very much. That's exactly <laughs> like, it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and we've talked about this before, but. That's what a pick me guy is, mm. is constantly just lowering yourself and, and kind of, man, I really stink. You know, I'm just, I'm the worst. Don't be a pick me guy. <laughs> Don't like, they're, do they're that, so man. annoying. It's, it's one of the worst things. And again, newer term, but you've all seen people like that. But it, it, insecurity is at the root of it, I think. Self-consciousness is at the root of it. And so comment on that and then let's get into these questions. Yeah, there's a way to, there's a way to address your insecurities. Like I know a guy right now. He leads with his insecurities. He leads with, I know that I struggle with social anxiety. Don't, don't lead with that, man. Don't lead with that. Don't do that. People may never notice. How about you get better at it? How about you work right. on it? But people may never notice. If you lead with that, it's like you're immediately fishing for the compliment. You're immediately like putting yourself at that, again, the deficit, where people now know, well, I just know they're going to find out about Why? Why do they have to pick up on that? And if they do, you can explain down the road, hey, I really just struggle with these things. Don't ever lead with that and, yeah. and think that that's like a good thing it's to do. It's wearing the insecurity and wearing the self-consciousness on your sleeve. Correct. So is insecurity wrong? You put this on the outline. You did not answer this on the I outline. So I'm very <laughs> curious on, on your answer. <laughs> I don't think insecurity is... Okay. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me phrase it. As, as I'm thinking about it, let me phrase it this way. I want to normalize it in the fact that insecurity is very common. Yeah. Um... Is it wrong in terms of sinful to be insecure? I don't think so. It is wrong in the terms of like, it's not good. Yeah. It, it is not good, but it's it is healthy. very normal. So people often struggle with insecurities for a number of different reasons. The goal, once again, should be to get better and to get out of that. But do I think it's wrong from a, when you say wrong, are you meaning sinful? Or are you no, just meaning? So uh, let me, let me share with you kind of my take on sure, this. And sure, I sure. fully understand like. Everybody's got insecurity. Most people have insecurities, yeah. and some are very small. Some yeah. are very, very you know below the surface, and others are like you said, the people wear it on their sleeve, and you yeah. can, it's bubbling over the surface. My take on this has always been: if you are in, let's say somebody's really insecure about the way they look, number one, try to get better. You know, it's a weight thing. But the other thing is, in a way, are you not telling God, God, you didn't create me good enough? Mm. God, you didn't create <laughs> me, in, you know, in a way that I would want. You didn't. Um, bless me with these talents. You didn't give me X, Y, and Z, and I'm and I'm insecure about the way that you made me. God, it's it's kind of blaming God in a way, and nobody ever thinks it. about it that way. Right. And and I like I don't think people are maliciously saying you know God, it's your fault. But to me, is that not the implication of it? Is I'm insecure about this trait that I have. I'm insecure about the way that I look. Yeah, God, I'm not enough. God, you didn't do a good enough job. That's kind of the insinuation. So no, I don't think it's sinful necessarily, but I, th I think it's a it's a wrong I I think it's a wrong mindset to have. In I see opinion. where you're coming from. I think so too. I think it's you know I know like you said most people aren't thinking from the God perspective, but in a roundabout way, I think you're right that it comes back around to those things. Some people will blame themselves for why they're not there, and they don't blame God per se. They'll blame themselves, yeah. and that's where insecurity. I guess I'm more so talking about like the looks, but yes, things, the yeah. looks and such, and there's other talents and, and things like that where. You almost are blaming God in a way. Yeah. Um, so I think you're right on that. And I think it's a very bad 
there's nothing good that comes from having insecurities. That doesn't mean we all have insecurities in some way. Like everybody has something they're insecure about. And for you, what you're insecure about may not be what I'm insecure about and vice right. versa and, and for everybody else. We all have something, but the you know, we're actively trying to work on it. You have a another one. There's a little bit of insecurity keeping you humble. Healthy. Specifically for guys, because we talked about the confidence arrogance sure. and we don't want to be, um, you know, super cocky. And so that, that was actually a question I did want you to answer because I don't really know what, what I, where I stand on it. Like, it, would it be better to have a little bit of insecurity because it keeps you humble? And is, is that a healthy thing, I guess, for a guy to not necessarily, and no guy has it all together, but you know what I mean? Like, keeps you humble. I think there's a difference between insecurity and knowing your limitations. Yeah. You don't have to be insecure. So, for instance, I have insecurity surrounding weight. I know I'm not as felt as I used to be. Um, Getting there, though. Yeah, well, you know, working on it, working on it. Uh, But when I was playing hockey, really good shape. Uh, That's not the case anymore. I'm a little bit insecure on that for sure. Mm -hmm. But I also know that's something I'm working on. It's something within my control. There's things I can do about it. If you were to say something, maybe it hurt me a little bit. But, like, you know, the... I feel like I know my limitations on this. Yeah. I know that that is something that I got to work on. So is it an insecurity? It keeps me humble for sure. It's like I got to stay hungry, not hungry food wise. <laughs> That's my words. problem. Poor choice yeah. of words. Yeah. Exactly. That's my problem. I'm hungry all the time. <laughs> um, but I got to stay in a in a positive frame of mind working on it. So to me is a little bit is a little bit of insecurity healthy. I think knowing your limitations is very healthy. You don't have to be insecure about it. And insecurity would look like you're very sensitive when somebody brings it yeah. up. Like, you know, you, you immediately shut down or you get super angry or you really don't know how to handle it or it's something that you kind of wear on your sleeve. Those are insecurities. I know my limitations. I know what I'm not good at. I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. That's that's not to say I'm the so, perfect human being. I do have insecurities, but that's what you're striving for. I right. I think that's a great way to put it. And the reason, again, why we're tying this into the get over yourself thing is because you see guys who they're not confident. They're insecure about the way they look. They're insecure yeah. about the, how smart they are. They're insecure about how athletic they are. They're insecure about fill in the blank. At some point, you got to get over it. Yeah. And that's, that, that's I guess, my, my point yeah. is at some point, if you're insecure about a ton of different things, you got a problem. Like at some point, you have to get over yourself. Right. And that's why, to, to your point, everybody is going to have at least one or two things that they're insecure about as far as the way that they are. I think you should be actively trying to move out of that. And if you're insecure about how smart you are, try to get smarter, learn, you know, broaden your, just about anything that you could be insecure about with the exception of maybe your looks, you can work to improve. And even that to some extent. Yeah. And so I guess that's my point in this get over yourself thing and why I'm bring why we were bringing this into this episode is because if you're the guy that excessive self-loathing, you're constantly feeling like you're a ter- you're a terrible type of guy because you know just get over yourself, man. Like right. like work for things, and you're seeing a, a a common thread throughout these episodes, like with the take yourself seriously, but also with the mental health episode we did last week, and then also with this one. Have things you're working towards, have yep. things you're trying to achieve, and and that's to me what what really is is at the heart of this. I've got a quote on here. I don't know who it's from, but I read it somewhere, and um, it was like some somebody's motto, so, and the motto was nobody cares, work harder. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Like you can play the victim. Yep. You can self-loathe. You can think about how insecure you are. You can lean into your bad character or you can work harder and realize right. that nobody cares. That I mean, That's very harsh to me. That is very like wake up call type of thing. But I think it's motivating. It's like, yeah, yeah work harder. That's, you know, no, nobody cares about your victim mentality. Nobody cares about how unlucky you are, about how insecure you are. Work harder. Where I, where I want to bring that, you know, where I want to press pause on that because I, I think that's a decent motto to have. God cares. Mm-hmm. Speak on that. I've got a verse that, that I'll, I'll quote here in just a <laughs> second. You can probably quote it as well. But like, 
there is an element to this that we did not want to leave out of like, right. God's got you. Yeah. Don't don't have the mentality of well, literally nobody cares. No, God does care about what you're insecure about. Go ahead. I think I've talked about it before. Um, I have identity rings, right? And the idea in the identity rings is we kind of define ourselves by our relationships and by the things we do. It moves out from there. A lot of people have their relationship with their spouse, or their relationship with significant other, or with their best friends or whatever, like closest to them. Yeah. What they think of me defines me. No, what God ultimately, he's at the center. What God thinks of you defines you. The next relationship is your relationship with yourself. We're going to get into this in another episode, um, I think in our next episode, but we'll, we'll kind of expound on that. But that's why I like the Nobody Cares is we're trying to get everybody else to like us, the the strangers and acquaintances and friends and best friends and right. family and everybody else to like us. And that will tell us that that we have self-worth. That'll tell us that we, we don't stink. That will tell us that we don't have to self-loathe. Wrong answer. Yep. We have to let God be at the core. What does God think of us? God loves us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, right? Romans 5, 8. So, so I put down Matthew 10, 31. I could have put Romans 5, 8. I could have put Ephesians 2 that sure. I love about you were basically dead in sin, but God did this for you because God loves yeah. you. But the one I put on there in Matthew 10 is, do not fear you're of more value than many sparrows. Like mm. God knows how many hairs are on our That's how much he That's cares. Right. That's how much he loves us and knows us. He's got us. He's be got grounded us in that. Yes. Be grounded in that. We don't have to self-loathe. We don't have to be insecure because at the end of the day, you have a heavenly father who loves you, who thinks the world of you so much that he sent a son for you. Like that's a value that can't be taken away. And so our relationship, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you put that point in there. Like God cares. He yep. cares about us. We have to care about what God thinks first and foremost. Yep. What everybody else thinks, we're, we pass it off to them and we're giving them all the power over us. And so your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself is really what we're hitting in this episode. Yep. Forget everybody else for a second. Truly, forget about them. Forget about what they think. Because every single one of these is rooted in what are other people going to think. That's right. The, the victim, victim mentality. Yep. yep. All of it. The leaning. leaning into bad character traits or into our weirdness and the insecurity. It's all attention seeking from others. It's all giving them power over us. It's oh wanting goodness, them to like What are they going to think of me? Yeah. That's right. Wanting them to like I mean, all of those things are really surrounding that. That tells me your relationship with yourself is not good. Yep. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it. That's going to really kick us off for our next episode. But I think that's such a good point. Bringing God in toward the end. That is really what matters. That's the one who cares. And so we could change this instead of nobody cares, work harder. God cares, work, work harder. harder. That's great. You yeah. know, I think that's, that's you know, good stuff. Where'd you find that quote? So <laughs> one of the um, radio, the sports radio guys I listened yeah. to, Colin Cowherd, he, he brought it up one time. Like that's something like that. he said he's always lived by. I don't know where he got it. I stole it from him, I guess. But I did like it. Like it was kind of the, it was kind of a get over yourself mantra of like, stop playing the victim. Yeah. Stop reveling in your insecurities just work hard yeah and i don't know again you, you probably are seeing a theme in a lot of these episodes this is a big thing for us but as part of striving for greatness of strive for godliness strive yeah. to you know exercise your body strive to broaden your horizons and learn strive to grow your bible knowledge strive to strive for greatness no other way Sorry. to put it so again and if, strive to eliminate anything that keeps you from greatness yeah that's what this episode's about that's exactly right eliminate don't, be a, don't be a pick me boy don't right. be, don't be the guy that's constantly compliment fishing and oh my goodness i'm just terrible so that other people will build you up right. don't do that don't look for those things you don't need to and you know i don't have anything else to add i think I this think so. is this is a really um kind of tight point in the sense that this is a type of person that you've probably been around this yep. is a type of person that you can probably point and to and pick out maybe you exhibit some of these traits I would strongly encourage you find, obviously, as we wrap the episode with find value in God, find value in his word. Yep. Um, as we always bring up, find people that love you for who you are, yep. your family, close friends. Um, but I would also encourage as we wrap the episode, comment and, and provide feedback on 
I guess other ways this manifests because mm-hmm. I only put three. We probably could have had some more on there, but in this victim mentality, the constant insecurity, the leaning into bad character traits, what are some other ways that you've seen it manifest or maybe things that you struggle with in the sense of, man, I really do need to get over myself with this. I think guys so often can think way too much of themselves, not in a cocky sense, but in a, let me, I'm thinking about myself too right. much of like, what do other people think of me? And then how am I projecting myself? Just quit thinking, just get over yourself. That's right. And so that's anything else to add. That's what I would wrap with. No, I think that's good. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for listening or for watching. And uh, this will be a wrap on episode 37 of the Godly Amen podcast. We'll catch you next week.